Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. This is Charles here, guys. Super excited to be talking about a brand new Star Wars TV show. What an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan, Derek. Yeah, this was a long time coming. We were excited for it for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you guys haven't guessed, it's Visions. It's Visions. <laughs> you know, we had some good feedback on our deep dive into the anime studios that were participating in this just a few weeks ago. And now that day is already here. It feels like we were just doing Bad Batch yesterday. I can't believe that little hiatus is already over. Yeah, that's crazy. It really, I don't know, time flew. Time flew indeed. And now we're here and we are talking about episode one today, The Duel. This might be a mini episode where we decided to do each episode on its own. And we recognize that they're only 15 minute long episodes, so maybe this will be fast. But who knows? I mean, the Bad Batch was short too, and, and we went all Some day. Some of those, those. got <laughs> long for no reason. So you so, never know. So we're here today to talk the duel. Kamikaze Duga presents mm-hmm. the duel. Um, I off the bat, this was a home run. This was a great one to start with. Oh I yeah, I've only yeah. seen the first four, and this one is okay. my favorite by a mile. By a mile, this one is so good. They're all great, but this one in particular is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just uh, for comparison. I really liked episode four, but we'll get to that. When I episode, liked episode yeah. four. As I like well. that one a lot. I like that. But one out of quite the first, that's my second favorite. I think mm-hmm. after this one. I think out of the first three, it's by far the winner, uh, yeah. clearly. But it's a little closer to, or maybe, you know, I'd have to rewatch uh, episode four to really gauge it. But I love this episode. This was awesome. It had a great art style. Um, you know, that whole black and white, where and then specific lights were in color, like right. the sabers, the lanterns. All blaster, the electronic yeah. colors. That's, yeah, hmm. That stuff was really cool. That was a really nice choice. Yeah, and they made it look old movie style, like Ronin, mm-hmm. Seven Samurai. You know, clear inspirations drawn there from old samurai movies. And, I mean, it, it combines Seven Samurai and Star Wars. That's all I ever wanted yeah. from this from this series. So to get it right off the bat is so satisfying. And some people call Star Wars, compared to a Western, which obviously took... Basically, they took the whole idea from uh, Ronin samurai movies oh, yeah. from Japan. And, you know, you have the wandering guy wanders into town. Mm-hmm. Something bad happens like bandits and, you know, chaos ensues. Right. And then he walks off into the sunset. Right. And it opens just like that. He's walking exactly. into town and it shows the title of the episode in that in those big Japanese characters that come up very old movie style. The, the music is reminiscent of star wars like very clearly playing around with the theme of but it's like messing it's very understated and combined to sound like this older movie score it's really fascinating yeah it was a very traditional um i guess a traditional japanese not sound effects but uh, scoring, I mm-hmm. guess, mm-hmm. and like you said, combined with the uh, Star Wars notes, that was really cool because the whole thing had a, a really nice visuals, not just like the visuals that you um, 
like the animation style, but like the theme of the visuals, mm-hmm. where you would have like st- stormtroopers would be the bandits, which is right. I think a really cool idea. Like the bandit, uh, that's such a novel idea in Japanese and westerns. The bandits come into town, but now they have instead of bandanas, they have. I saw one guy had a broken stormtrooper helmet right. just over his mouth because it was the it broke and it was just the mask. Right. And all of that stuff, there was stuff like that. Yeah, everywhere it was very striking the with the stormtrooper bandits because they would have patches of stormtrooper armor over their bare skin which is very reminiscent of bandits that you would see in like samurai old Mm -hmm. samurai movies which was a super i agree super great use of of stormtrooper iconic stormtrooper pieces through the lens of this uh japanese animation (laughs) and you know you get to see like the r2 unit with the straw hat which i thought was pretty awesome yeah yeah (laughs) it was it was a very interesting blend of technology in a like feudal japan world yeah, I love that. It was uh, you also saw the uh, Sebulba species in yeah. like a Yoda floating chair, <laughs> but it had katanas on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. who would think of that? There That's was crazy. a sand person guy who just got mm-hmm. murked. He was like, "I win." And then just yep. gets shot a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a cool cast in this one too. We had um like you said uh, the Tuscan Raider, we had the Sebulba type of alien. Um we had a I don't think he's a protocol droid, but he's something of the like of, with the bug eyes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The one of the I think his name is Bosch is the lizard bounty oh, hunter. Yeah, and yeah, it was, yeah. His race was in it. There was a sniper that I couldn't place. There were a good assortment of Star Wars aliens in this, along with humans, and that was just a cool comparison to see in like right. you said, a you could tell Japanese that, that yeah, that the studio really took a look at a lot of these iconic Star Wars character designs from all the way down from like Sebulba and all like all those obscure bounty hunters in the background and and pulled on that to create this unique world that just works it just, the whole thing just pays off oh, in so a big smooth. big way mm-hmm. it, it just feels like this should be its own show and i would gladly see a whole season yeah. of this i think it's going to be a graphic novel if not already is a graphic novel Mm-hmm. So that's something to look out for. We have to check in on that. But if this turned, I don't think it would turn into a show. It it, it might be too stylized and hard to do, maybe. Um, but I would love to see it as a show. A full so far, season. out of all the ones I've watched, this is the one that I would most want to see more of. I wouldn't mind seeing more of any of them. But this one is just I'd agree. P- piques my curiosity so much. And the world is, just feels so more unique and fleshed mm-hmm. out, but still very star wars in the best ways yeah no this one and it could just be little episodic standalone adventures with our ronin you know how cool would that be it doesn't even have to have a and the more we learn about ronin throughout this episode the more fascinated we become with his his story gets much deeper and complicated than it initially lets on and those in these 15 minutes it moves so quickly you're like wait what 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I mean, the first big thing is, um, oh, I I wanted to mention that I really like the scene because normally they would be pulling up in like a covered wagon or something of the like. Mm -hmm. They pull up in um, some sort of transport. Right. And inside they're playing, instead of playing cards like in a Western, they're playing dice like in a, you know, a feudal Japanese in like a Seven Samurai type movie. Right. uh, Just another thing that was fantastic. I love that. Right. So the first major thing we have going on is the... um, 
the the first skirmish with the guards and the stormtrooper. Right, uh, and it sounds bandits. amazing. And the guy's got that minigun, and it's like... Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, that was cool. Like, the effects are <laughs> so good, and all the blaster fire, it's, it sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, and you had the the sniper up top, and then after that, we get our reveal of the Sith. Oh, that's so awesome cool. When design. she yeah. comes up from the top and it mm-hmm. plays the motif on the Anakin and Obi-Wan duel, yeah. where it's just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> And I like, believe it was actually in so time cool. with her, like, click heel footsteps, which was cool, too. Yeah, it's like, hey. And you're like, whoa, my gosh, this is super cool. And then obviously, you know, it's a it's a Sith character, which we love. Female Sith character, which it, it further interest like, is developing of Star Wars. And then she mm-hmm. she whips out this like spinny umbrella lightsaber, umbrella which saber, yeah. <laughs> is deflecting like a bajillion blaster fire bolts. Mm-hmm. It's, and one of them hits our R2 unit. But it's super cool to see this experimentation and blending these feudal Japan tools of like the sun umbrellas and stuff into a deadly weapon. Yeah. And she handles it in such a cool, I guess, I don't know enough about this kind of traditional um, fighting style or if there was a, if that's a running trope in Japanese, old school Japanese movies where maybe somebody would fight with an umbrella as, or I know spin it. I know, um, there's there's something to it's that. It's very decorative, think, you know. Yeah. There are these like Japanese. Uh, I'm gonna get this wrong, but there, there, it is like a part of theater and stuff. Those umbrella yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I know it's not Japanese, but Jackie Chan definitely used umbrellas in some of his movies as right. props, and it really works with a martial arts. Fighting and she's style. like flying around, like hovering in the sky with yeah. it. She skewers the guy and then opens it up inside of him. You're like, dang. Yeah. <laughs> she cuts off the the, the she like. Like she attacks the minigun and just shaves it down to nothing before yeah. off screen killing this droid. So that this is a very mature. I think this is the most mature themed of all the episodes that we've seen, where like people actually get killed on screen, very violent, <laughs> lots lots of life, loss of life, and at a way more intense level than any of the other ones we've seen so far. Maybe number four, yeah. uh, the bride comes closer but this one closer, is still the not, most yeah. intense yeah this mm-hmm. is people straight up you see the lightsaber going through their bodies and then <laughs> yeah. opening up and like, yeah it's crazy. people being about to die with looks of fear yeah. in their eyes yeah, it's very intense it was a strong start <laughs> yeah and then but, the um mm-hmm. the ronin walks in which is so cool well he also does the um What's he say? I need this droid fixed by the time this kettle boils. Yeah. I'm sure that's an homage to something. I just don't know what. But uh, yeah, in the behind the scenes be. thing, they were like, we wanted a timer that was very vague, <laughs> so we yeah. used the kettle. <laughs> but then there's this super cool moment where the Sith lady attacks, and he blocks it by not with, the, with his oh, hands. Yeah. He uses the force and stops the blade in between his hands with the force. It's such a cool look. And she's got those Sith eyes just mm-hmm. glaring at him, being like, yo, so you're a Jedi. And the you know? sound design with that was really cool. It was like, oh, it was amazing. You know? And when he draws his lightsaber, it's the coolest sound ever. Like yeah. they, they really pumped up the bass and this rich rumbling tone. And, it, and it's 
of course, they make it this epic reveal, right? Because it's revealed that he too is a Sith, and so he pulls out mm-hmm. his lightsaber, like, you know, he like pulls it out of the sheath, and as he pulls it out of the sheath, it's igniting, and it takes this really wide angle lens of him drawing the full thing. You could tell it was like a real hero shot, and it looked right. awesome and sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and that just dives into like, what's this guy's story? So he's yeah. obviously not a good guy, but maybe he's not a bad guy. You know, is he just is he a good? dark side user that's that was a thing i believe in uh legends there were you don't have to be evil right he is clearly a sith but he seems to be going to war with other sith Mm -hmm. so who knows it's hard to be sure he's kind of just an independent doing his own thing hunting down kyber crystals which yeah i guess we can get into but i just want to i don't want to cut this part short of their initial duel which while she's still all cloaked up, which is probably my favorite part of the duel because the, yeah, he's she's got a the, cool look. He's doing the force stop. She's floating around. Uh, the reveal that he's a Sith with the red lightsaber, and he like brings up the the droid body to kind of trigger her peripheral oh, yeah. vision, and he, she's like turning around <laughs> to swat it. And you know, it's such a fluid thing. It's like this these kind of lightsaber fights. I've been begging for these since Disney's. Yeah, own Star Wars. It's like, can we see two people dueling with a lightsaber, please? Would it kill you, Disney, right. to show me that? And I feel like this is the first time we've really gotten it outside of like, oh, the throne room scene or Kylo Ren versus Rey. None of which really scratched my itch like this, like this yeah. uh, scene. No, did. this was this was cool, and they you got to see some force powers used in new and interesting ways. Like you said, even just getting something in somebody's peripheral vision because they're such on attack mode. Yeah, like anything being, is going like, to draw tripped. their attention. Yeah, that's Using it was it awesome. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you get you know, meanwhile, so there's all these things happening, like all these yep. these villagers are getting murked. The Sabolba guy, the the uh, <laughs> he goes down like a pod racer, which is kind of funny. He spirals out, boom, yeah, and then the uh, Tuscan Raider gets shot up a bajillion times, and then. Like, we have our Sith here, and they d- duel on the log, which I recognized cool. right away as a callback to Episode 3 with Anakin and Obi-Wan. For sure. And then when you watch the behind-the-scenes, like, each episode has its own behind-the-scenes episode. I gotta watch those. I haven't yet. What? You came to this episode without watching those? I didn't. I, I mean, you mentioned it the other day. And I, I mentioned it, like, three days ago. <laughs> and- <laughs> well, I rewatched. I've I've seen all of them twice, so... I did. I did. Oh, well, the studio straight up was like, "Yeah, this is reminiscent of the Anakin Obi Wan scene," and even the music. Again, it comes back to that. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. It's like, da, 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 but not quite. It's like an off. It's like a royalty-free version uh, of the <laughs> splat slash Ronin version. Uh, they couldn't get the rights. It's hard to compete with the mouse. Right. So it's so interesting to finally see some like a modern Star Wars story being told um, that completely not modern too, which is and, funny, and being influenced by and drawing influence from the prequels. Yeah. It's like, this is what we want. We want a proper retelling of like prequel elements. At least I feel like that's what I wanted to see for a while. And mm-hmm. we we get it here. We get like the similar duels and treatments. And I'm not saying, oh, just remake the duel and it will be cool. It's everything come together. Right. It's like this world is so unique and fascinating. And the lightsaber duel was so satisfying. Yes, it paid oh, yeah. homage very clearly 
to that scene, but it did its own thing and it looked cool and it sounded amazing. And I love these characters, just the way they look. And when like the cloak flows off the lady Sith and she's got that crazy hair, it's like, I loved everything yeah, about she, it. Yeah. She also had a, um, a very feudal Japanese, I forgot the name. Um, it might start with a D, but like, a uh, th- uh, uh, there's a, demon spirit type of mask and she has the mouth on her face Mm. which is really cool there's some stormtroopers with that too and yeah i mean her and you could just see her eyes for a bit and then after that like you said her hair poofs up she's still walking around in the heels it's it's really cool and he has um dual katanas too he has a normal sized one and then i'm not sure what the smaller one is called but right. he has two lightsaber katanas. Which comes which in is, handy uh, yeah. at the end. But before right. that, I love we'll me there, a good yeah. tea reference. And this one had the tea kettle like mm-hmm. blaring. And a gonk droid. <laughs> and a gonk droid, yeah. And, and she's like, give it up, man. Like, we have the place surrounded. And, and that's when apparently his R2 unit has like a bunch of rockets that could just kill everyone. Beautiful. Like, Why wouldn't you have an R2 yeah, unit with like, rockets? Yeah, exactly. With, well, don't sleep yeah, with on Boba that, With Boba Fett man. rockets. Yeah. <laughs> like or a Mando million of rockets. Them. And they killed, yeah. them, killed all the guys instantly. Mm-hmm. And then it, 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 let, it was allowing the duel to continue, which gets to like, when you only have 15 minutes to do this whole thing, I feel like there's sometimes constraints of like, okay, how do we wrap this up quickly while still having it feel earned it can be challenging and satisfying and satisfying yeah. exactly right and i think you this know yes the the rocket things were convenient but it did a very good job of like making it like oh the droid got hit in the beginning so it couldn't use them it wasn't they weren't all out and together um it's a reference to like you said bulba fett's rockets which is all right in my book and the way this duel wraps up with that deceit at the end was Very, really yeah. cool as well and i loved i love that and because you didn't watch the behind the scenes i wonder if you caught this second reference to the prequels that happens in these moments with the waterfalls did you catch anything around there well let me think so if, if you guys well hopefully you've seen it yet so we're not spoiling everything. Yes. <laughs> but so they go down a waterfall and our Ronin hides behind the waterfall, but the Sith uses the log they were fighting on to part it mm-hmm. because she can't see behind and she doesn't want to lose the advantage. Right. So she thinks she has a sweet move going on. But there's a very subtle homage to episode one that I honestly didn't get either because it's so subtle. Pacing like Darth Maul, maybe? You nailed it, but it's when she hits the saber against the waterfall. Uh, she like kind of okay. she like tests yeah. the waterfall with her lightsaber and it before comes she back does the log that. move yeah because the director of this was saying like oh i always loved that scene in episode one where the dividers come up and maul's so mm-hmm. impatient and he's hitting the thing with his lightsaber and he's pacing around and so that moment with the waterfall was an homage to episode one yeah. good good uh good call i i didn't see that but you know i you thinking she about felt it yeah, thinking mm-hmm. about it, she felt very predatory. She felt very dangerous, and like you said, impatient. And right. um, I didn't see her like you know he was banging on stuff, but her testing the it was like it was a, two a tiger seconds testing that she was it. very yeah. much like she just swiped her sword across the water impatiently. You know, yeah, nothing. It was like on screen for like a second, mm-hmm. but um, no, that's, that's all cool. it needed. He so yeah, our Ronin staged a lightsaber to make it look like it was him she comes in, in for some the sort kill. of buddha type statue yeah and it was a trap and that's how and, he yeah. wins in the end yeah again impaled 
<laughs> impaled straight up and she's like right. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know a it classic a, anime a death. anime yeah. death yeah <laughs> but it was that, satisfying yeah, I mean, and it was a very it could satisfying be so yeah. hard to end these duels you know you have to be like okay what's the the climactic ending with all these mm. duels like with with episode three anakin tries to do a flip over obi-wan and with the you know with darth maul uh Obi-Wan does the flip over Maul so it's like okay you have to have some way to finish a fight and I feel like that can be tricky sometimes to to come up with and at least to make it feel like creative and original and even though that fight was such an homage to the prequels it it was a very unique ending that I thought was you know very clever and very well done yeah it's interesting that you say that because it was very uh, new but it was also very old and tropey. Like, w- waterfalls is a thing. Like, there's always some sort of training going on in a waterfall, or there's a fight in a pond around a waterfall. So that is something that um, I know animates specifically, and probably these older Japanese movies use a lot, and this was just a totally new way of addressing that, which, mm-hmm. I, which I loved. I mean, maybe it's not new. Maybe they got that idea from you know the log splitting the water from something else, but... Um, I haven't seen it before, and that was very interesting to me. I yeah. really liked it. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. And, you know, I couldn't quite see where it was going, and it's... The it, fight? Yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't know that that was a trick and that it was going to end that way and all that, you know. Oh, I, it I caught just, me by surprise, yeah. I just sure. thought it was fun. I was I was just enjoying every moment of this. I I appreciated the artwork for its for Such an its interesting style. style. It's like highly stylized. It's clearly an artistic vision that was well thought out. It was clearly vision. a loving um, yeah, it was clearly a loving homage to Star Wars. And these specific types of movies, I feel like whoever was in charge or the team was in charge really had a passion for not only Star Wars, but traditional Japanese media. Oh, yeah. Or it was sto- such and a storytelling. It was exactly what all the trailers and stuff were saying that this series was, was going to do. Yeah. And out of all the ones we've seen, I think it's the one that is most successful in blending like Japanese mm-hmm. anime culture with Star Wars culture. And it. I, I haven't seen one better. It brings kyber, kyber crystals are actually a common source of inspiration for these shows. There, <laughs> There's I at least two of, of them that, that. that pull in the kyber crystal, which Disney doesn't even like pulling in the kyber crystal. Well, so it's interesting a, yeah. what what's drawing on these hmm. creators. <laughs> there was what there, it's very interesting that you mentioned that because I was going to bring this up in some episode down the line, but mm-hmm. it feels like there was a common theme in a bunch of these like kyber crystals comes up a lot mm-hmm. you actually have um sidekick droids come up a lot you have tatooine come up a lot now mm-hmm. is this people's um just personal or teams interpretations of star wars or do you think disney said hey we want you to put a droid in all of these a cute droid we want you to mm. um you know i mean maybe it, i mean those in those interviews, there's like four different producers and they all kind of talk like, oh, yeah, we were happy to let them use the creative or whatever. So, you know, they were heavily involved in the use of yeah. the IP in these things. Um, I'm not sure to the extent they allowed, required, rejected anything. I feel like from watching these, they had full reign to do whatever they want and pull whatever source material they wanted to. As long as they weren't doing anything crazy, like having 
a, a common character or theme doing something inappropriate or off-brand right. or whatever. I feel like as long as yeah, they weren't like doing that. A brother and sister kissing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, my goodness. <laughs> they're wackos. <laughs> yeah, or, or having, like, you know, a character like Boba Fett who comes up in the next episode, like, being clumsy, like, whoa, a comic relief. It's like, no, you can't right. have Boba Fett be cutesy <laughs> comic relief character. And you know that's why they fired those Solo guys, because they tried to make Han Solo a comic relief character, and they were like, no, not our Han right. Solo. He's very He's serious. Cool. Yeah, he, he can have quips, He's so he cool. can't be comic relief. Yeah. <laughs> But so, um, I think that's an interesting way to put it. I kind of think they said, hey, you guys, here's your prompt. Star Wars, use your own vision. Include a cute robot that we can make merch maybe if it gets really popular. And and um, what was the other? And maybe include a kyber crystal for bonus points because it was it's too common throughout all of these. I feel like there's something about the kyber crystal, though, that's... From a creative standpoint, with... is resonating and very interesting because it's like the source of power for the lightsaber. So you could take that crystal and plug it in to other stuff, and you could see that they were using it to make the umbrella thing and mm-hmm. pulling it out of the sword. And then we'll get into like the twins, for example, where it became like a power source. A power you know how yeah, animes battery. love like power sources. I'm thinking like Dragon Ball, and yeah. where it's like, oh, the Dragon Balls, or like, oh, the Chaos Emeralds, or you know, it's like that source. Yeah. of power that you can gather and harness maybe there's and something use. about it that just resonates with an eastern or philosophy or a i think just maybe, with anime in general like you that think maybe power it just resonates, source like yeah. the crystal uh, yeah I, I feel like it's just a appealing it's an easy thing to latch on to because like you said they're uh, so Disney undefined just blows it off yeah it's of so undefined you can make it whatever you want it's like oh yeah you put this crystal into this suit of armor and it becomes all lightsabery, <laughs> you know. So it's like, yeah, that's an interesting thought for sure. And like, oh, there's ones that are more powerful than others that you can draw from or you can break it off, and you know all that. Yeah, and they also contradict themselves. I remember because we just did Rogue One, and that talks about, um, I think he might have been, it might have been a metaphor or something, but he says the the brightest stars have hearts of Kyber. And then in the Clone Wars, we see them, they, they're kind of naturally occurring crystals in Force-sensitive, in the Force um, Nexus planets. Yeah, so. right, exactly. And I think it's something like they the Empire mined all the Kyber crystals from places like that and used it right. to make the Death Stars, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, yeah, a lot of stuff around Kyber crystals, and they glow mysteriously in, in this episode, so you could tell that the creators of this had a broader vision for kyber crystals in this world, but mm-hmm. we don't get that explained. And I like that. I like that there's more to this guy that oh, we don't more. know because we know it, nothing <laughs> because it, but it, it teases a whole lot. He's like, he's cle- like, it shows he opens his coat and he's got like a thousand kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. So, you so know he's, that he's killed he's a bunch of do- and red ones too. So yeah. he's killed Sith before. Yeah. He so, you know, he's hunting, hunting Sith, you know, he's yeah. collecting kyber crystals, but you don't know why. And he's willingly gives one up to this village. So he's clearly like somewhat of a good guy. Mm-hmm. He like gives all the gifts to say? the village. They're, um, It'll keep you. They ward off, they ward ward off, off evil spirits yeah, or something. something like that. So maybe it's like a, um, a, like a, a totem type thing. Or maybe it's like a soul type thing. And that's who knows. But it was really cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then, of course, he walks off with the droid out of the village and the camera like pans up into mm-hmm. the sky which is also very star warsy as star well. warsy um westerny and ronin-y it, <laughs> it checks all the boxes and then it ends looking up at space you know and then it's done and 
off into the sunset. Off into the sunset. So And I didn't catch. I don't think it wasn't dual suns, right? No, there was no suns yeah. or anything. See it that I, that would actually have been a little cool if it was, but I know that's not what they were going for. It would have been like a bit hacky, honestly. It, it doesn't need it. Yeah, and this one wasn't hacky. All the references were in homage, not like a deliberate like Hey, remember two sons? <laughs> yeah. well, we have like, some of those in some other episodes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, this one, though, masterfully done. My favorite one so far. Granted, I've only seen half of them. So yep. I was reserved judgment to the end. But so far of the four, I've seen easily number one. Easily. Just and really did well you done. watch the sub or dub? Both? One? I watched all of the subs. And then in cases where there's voice actors I'm interested in, I'll go back and cherry pick just to hear a bit of the English right. dub, but the subs are so much better. Even with the professional yeah. like A-list actors in some of these, it's like doesn't it, it, the sub is just so much better. This one was pretty good. It was I watched so I watched all the subs and then I watched the um dubs? the dub for preparation. Mm. Oh no, I watched it uh, in preparation for talking about yeah, it. I mean, and it was, was good. good. It wasn't bad. It I wasn't I just love the voice it was effect pretty good. that they did with the Japanese voice actress for the Sith lady when she first speaks. Yeah. It's got like some real nice bass to it and it's rumbly mm. and it's spooky. Uh, it's I, exactly what you would think she yeah. would sound like. The bandit stormtroopers are exactly what you yeah. hope they sound like. Yeah. So I don't think the dub was bad for this one, but the Japanese was it was just better. So far of all the ones I've seen, the subs have been consistently better. And even like the next one has um, what's his face in it J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I still prefer this, the, the um, subs mm-hmm. over that dub performance he did a great job but it just trying to translate a Japanese yeah. song makes it it just sounds weird well, we'll, we'll <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> you're like okay whatever I have, I have some I have notes on that song <laughs> yeah so we'll um, get there uh, but for now I, you know yeah. I mean we're, we're towards the end here I know we're at the 30 minute mark already uh, what else do we have to say about just this episode. Uh, yeah, I have one other note I wanted Let's to talk it. about that um see interesting that some more um absurd lightsaber designs people get annoyed and don't like them in canon movies. Mm. I know people get people were really upset about Darth Maul and then they started to like it. I love the Darth Maul one. Yeah. Um, people do, do not like Kylos, and then some people do. I love do. Kylos too. <laughs> oh well, well, I guess you're not one of these people. But no, they I guess are, not. That is a, it is very hotly contested in, mm-hmm. you know, should it be super traditional? Should it be a real weapon? Should, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Here is one example where I think they totally work. I love them. I had nothing oh, bad I to say about the, this. Oh, I love the like samurai sword the, yeah. katana thing. And and even I love the umbrella. The umbrella. It was I love crazy, the umbrella one where she but it was glides awesome. down into yeah. the battlefield and then skewers a guy. Mm-hmm. I loved all of that. And I'm thinking there's like a prism in there that kind of cuts it into umbrella shape. Right. I, I, yeah. So I, I know some people. I wonder what other people have to say about this because I, I know will say a lot of people also, are very strict with that. I agree completely, and I'm I'm just. I just want to speak on the series at large visions when we're on the first episode here. And now that we've seen it and discussed it, 
I've always felt like once Disney took over that there has been this kind of bad PR around the meddling of the studio with the mm-hmm. creativity of Star Wars. And you've seen like how many times have there been extensive reshoots, director change-ups, series being announced, series being denounced. No things, plans whatsoever. Things coming and going. Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. The and, last 10 years. And forcing things to come without doing any preparation because you can't trust anyone with the IP. And then it's like, oh, they have to be part of this Luke Skywalker line and now they have to all be related to each other otherwise there's no story it's like not interesting a phrase <laughs> just nobody she has to be related to someone so I feel like there was so much creative restraints in modern Star Wars and I get it I'm not saying they could have done anything differently when you're trying to stick to the Skywalker saga but mm-hmm. I felt like this is what Star Wars has needed for so long. This is breath of fresh air to shake the canon, shake the timeline, and just come back to it with a full creative freedom to just make and celebrate Star Wars stories. And this is a prime example of how entertaining and fascinating and creative and artistic that commitment to creative expression can be and i'm super happy that this exists this is a fantastic addition to star wars and uh, i could not be happier very well put charles i couldn't agree more awesome so anything else before we call it a day here i know we said 20 minutes and it's now 33 so (laughs) we tried it's longer than the show we're trying to keep them short we promise (laughs) no i think uh i think that's it for the duel next time on visions tuesday will be uh tatooine rhapsody tatooine rhapsody very interesting that one we'll get into it uh, next week but for now guys thank you all for listening to the duel fantastic start See you guys next time. Goodbye. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.
Roger, Roger.